In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I was talking with Kenny one day, and he said something that struck me so much I had to write it down. I've saved this piece of paper for a little bit. This is what Kenny said. He said, there's nothing you can't take care of if you want to. Now, I know you all have all kinds of quips and phrases that Kenny has said over the years, things you've stored up. Some I probably shouldn't know. (laughs) But this one, this one stuck with me. There's nothing you can't take care of if you want to. Kenny was talking about sin and forgiveness. Talking about forgiving and being forgiven. He wasn't talking about taking problems and trying to make up for them. He wasn't talking about taking the pain that we cause to others or the pain that we have suffered on our own that others have inflicted against us. He's not talking about taking that pain and sweeping it under the rug or shoving it under the bed like some load of dirty laundry. He was talking about something very different. There's nothing you can't take care of if you want to. That is, there's no sin that you have suffered, no sin that you have committed which can't be faced head-on and forgiven. Faced head-on, kind of like a grim cancer diagnosis. Now, many of you, I'm sure, have had this experience, either for yourselves or for a loved one, hearing those dreadful words about how little hope there is. We often do all kinds of things to sweep that away, to ignore it, to overlook it, to pretend it's not there, but not Kenny. He acknowledged it head on, and he knew, he knew, that barring a miracle, whatever the doctors could do for him was really just buying time. He knew that. He faced it head on. Just like he knew that sin needed to be faced head on. Sin needs to be faced head on because, barring a miracle, we are not going to solve it on our own. That's something that Kenny knew. Dealing with sin, dealing with suffering, dealing with grief, dealing with pain or hurt, dealing with death, those are things that can't be dealt with on our own terms. What is required is someone else saving us. Someone else working a miracle for us. Someone else suffering on our behalf. This is how forgiveness works. When someone sins, when you've been hurt, when you've been betrayed, when you've been set aside or you feel little or small, what saves that person, what saves that person is your will to forgive them, not to hold it against them, to let it go, and to love them. Kenny knew that where that will exists to forgive, There's nothing you can't take care of. Now the reason why Kenny knew that is because he had received such forgiveness from his beloved Savior. That's the only way we learn forgiveness, is by being forgiven. Kenny knew it. He knew it because he had received it from Jesus. He received it from the same Jesus that you heard from in our lesson today. The Jesus who says to all of you today, let not your hearts be troubled. Now the context for those words is really startling. Those words come in John chapter 14 at the end of Jesus' life. He's sitting at dinner with his friends, his disciples, 
And there at dinner is Judas, who would betray him. And he knows about all those disciples that as he is led to the cross, they are going to flee from him. And even Peter, even Peter, who was bold and proud, Peter would deny knowing Jesus three times. And even so, even in that moment, while Jesus' own heart is troubled about what's coming for him, Jesus says to his disciples, as he says to you, let not your hearts be troubled. As he faced betrayal and denial and abandonment and finally crucifixion, dying, a torturous death on the cross, Jesus says to you, let not your hearts be troubled. Now the reason why he can say that and the reason why those words have any meaning at all is because what Jesus was about was forgiveness. What Jesus was about was suffering on the cross for you. Laying down his life so that everything which hangs over your head, everything for which you feel guilty, everything that you regret, everything that grieves you, even death itself, so that all of those things cannot hurt you. That's what Jesus was doing. Let not your hearts be troubled. Let not your hearts be troubled because Kenny had received all of that from his Savior. A Savior who was willing to suffer everything for love. Grace abounds from our Heavenly Father. Heap up your sins as high as you can. Doesn't matter. His grace is larger and stronger. Heap up your guilt as deep as you can. Dig a pit as far into the ground as you can. You cannot escape the depth of God's love for you. That is what gave Kenny such hope. I pray that you had a chance to see it. To see it in his eyes. The hope that he had in the resurrection. The hope that all of the blessings that God gave him in this life, which he held so dear, not least of all, his family and friends, even those couldn't hold a candle to the blessings that God has in store for him yet. Jesus endured death and hell so that there could be victory over the grave, so that as you heard from Job, Kenny himself can stand in his flesh on the last day and see his Redeemer face to face. The troubles that we face in this life, whether it is sin or sickness or anything else, those are all things we can't get out of on our own, barring a miracle. Barring a miracle. Kenny didn't get a miracle for his cancer, but he got a far greater miracle. He looked sin and death in the eye, and he was unafraid, because he believed that Jesus had redeemed him. Don't forget these words that Kenny spoke. There's nothing you can't take care of if you want to. Of course, what Kenny would want you all to know today is his great love for you. How close he held all of you in his hearts, how much you meant to him. How the time that he spent with you was precious, his most precious possession in this life. How none of those moments he would give up or trade. He'd want you to know that. But even more, he'd want you to know this that your Redeemer lives, that you have a Savior from sin and death, that Kenny is resting at peace in the hands of his Heavenly Father, and he's hoping, hoping that you'll be there too. He's praying that you'll turn everything over to Jesus, that you'll leave nothing behind, that you won't hang on to things for yourself or try to take care of them on your own, but you'll let Jesus be your cure, be your hope, be your life. Take a cue from Kenny. Let not your hearts be troubled. 
believe in Jesus. In his father's house are many rooms, and if it were not so, he wouldn't have told us that he's going to prepare a place for us. And if he's going to prepare a place for us, he will come again and take us to himself. That where he is, where Kenny is, we may be also. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Rejoice. Thank God. But that's who Jesus was for Kenny. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please rise for prayer. <laughs>